The following podcast is a live recording of a radio show first broadcast by Fresh FM with assistance from New Zealand On Air. Fresh FM is a community access media station based in Te Tauihu, the top of the South Island, New Zealand. If you or your group would like to know more about how you can have a program on our station, please contact us. Visit our website freshfm.net for our contact details. Good morning, friends, and welcome to uh, Call to Worship this morning. Uh, it's great to be here again this morning to share with you the Word of God. And um, yes, um, nice to be inside today, um, a little bit wet out there. But um, yeah, we are 
Tom and I are very keen to get started on, on the message, message this morning. And so, um, yes, hello, Tom. Hi there, Willie. Isn't it great to be here? We're looking out at the rain. It's great weather for ducks, as they say. It is. <laughs> we are very thankful to be in the studio here in Nelson. That's nice and dry, warm. And uh, we're looking forward to what we've got to share this morning. Yes, yes, I am too. So um, our reading our reading this morning um, comes from uh, Luke 21, 25 to 28. After Jesus assured his disciples that he would come again they asked him tell us when shall these things be and what shall be the sign of thy coming and of the end of the world and jesus said there will be signs in the sun in the moon in the stars on the earth nations will be in anguish and perplexity at the roaring and the tossing of the sea and verse 26 says people will faint from terror apprehensive of what is coming on the world for the heavenly bodies will be shaken at that time they will see the son of man coming in the clouds with power and glory when these things happen begin to take place stand up and lift up your heads because your redemption is drawing near so this was an assurance for jesus for us believers uh, a, a very good um, i love that uh, verse 28 when these things begin to take place, stand up and lift up your heads because your redemption draws near. Um, good verse to start off our program this morning, Tom. Yes, and isn't it interesting, what, just listening there, uh, and, and Jesus talks about these signs. At the yes. End. If ever we're living at a time where people are living in fear and... Yeah, we, everybody is just, I think, kind of feels out of sorts. We're not sure what on earth's going on in the place. That's true. And uh, it just feels like last day times, for sure. Yes, Tom. Um, thank you for that, and we'll cover a bit more of that later on. But in the meantime, I think we'll just say a prayer. I'll say a prayer there, Tom, so we can start on our program. Sure. Uh, Lord Jesus, um, we praise you this morning, and we just thank you for the opportunity to... To share your word, Lord, your word of life and also the uh, goodness of your gospel this morning. And we ask you, Holy Spirit, to give us, um, us and our listeners, uh, understanding this morning as we, um, as we read and study uh, your word, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. And um, yes, Tom, as I said, uh, great to be here again. We've been having this wet weather. And... Um, Perhaps you can tell them about what we're going to be discussing this morning, Tom. Well, we're going to move into this. Will sort of be a series, right? If we'll yes, it takes yes. a little while to get through, but we're going to discuss the three angels' message, the message that was designed by God to come out in these last days, a message that would answer the world's problems if folk would listen. And so it's exciting. We're going to share a little background. We're going to read some scripture, and we're going to share a message that answers the world's problems. And that's exciting. Yes, thank you, Tom. And um, our, f our first song this morning is "Jesus Saves." And um, I got a, a verse from uh, Romans uh, five, verse eight. But God shows His love for us in that while we were still sinners. Christ died for us. Isn't that good news, my friends? 
God bless you this morning as you listen in. And uh, remember that Jesus loves you this morning. And here's the Fountain View Academy with Jesus Saves. Amen. And uh, we can be sure about that. Willie and I are going to share over the next few weeks this message of the three angels' message. And I wanted to start back in the book of Revelation. Now, John, <coughs> excuse me, in the book of Revelation, he writes under influence of the Holy Spirit and he's looking forward often into our day. Sometimes he's, he's picking up thoughts going back. And some folks say, goodness me, it's so hard to understand this because there's so much symbolism. And uh, my advice is to you when you read Revelation, don't try to find something to fit every symbol that John uses. There's some things that all the scholars around the world that comment on the book of Revelation say, you know, there are some symbols, we're not quite sure what he meant here, but I wanted to share from uh, chapter 10 of Revelation, and I just want to pick a little bit out, we haven't got time to really do it all, uh, but in here, John has this vision, and here's an angel with a little scroll, a book we'd say today, 
and uh, the difference in this book to to other books that like we see in Daniel Daniel's book was sealed up but this little book is open a child could take this book off the angel and read it and uh, and so uh, the angel offers John this book and uh, he said uh, so I went to the angel and asked him to give me the scroll, this book. He said to me, take it and eat it. It will turn sour in your stomach. But in your mouth, it'll be sweet as honey. Here's some of the symbolism, isn't it? And I believe this little book that's so open is the gospel message. And the angel says, you know, John, when you read this message, it will be sweet in your mouth. But he said it'd be bitter in your stomach. And John is referring back here to the time when the good news of the gospel would be snuffed out as he looks, in his case, looking forward to the dark ages when the gospel will be taken away by this religious political power and the gospel would be tr downtrodden, if you like. Yes, if yes. Use that term. And the angel said, this experience of you seeing the gospel being trodden underfoot and being almost done away with the good news of Jesus, this will be a very sour experience for you, John. But the sweetness in your mouth is this, what you're reading in this little scroll, this little book now. The good news of the gospel will be sweet in your mouth. And John is seeing all this in a vision happening before him as it goes through those dark ages right through to probably very close to the 1800s yes, yes. when the gospel is being trodden down underfoot here. Then the angel says something to John that's really interesting. He says, and John is speaking, he said, Then I was told you must prophesy again about many peoples, nations, Language is languages and kings. So who was it that must prophesy again, Willie? Was it John? It was John. He mm -hmm. said, I must prophesy again. It wasn't a church. John is not being told here a church is going to go and prophesy again. John was told, you must, John, you must go and prophesy again. And do you know in the Greek language, this word prophecy, if we had time we could go back and see Paul use it in Corinthians, this word prophesy is bigger than just somebody telling the future. It's about preaching, teaching as an overall thing in the Greek, prophesying. So the angel wasn't saying, John, you need to go and tell some more prophecies of the future. He's saying, you need to go and preach and teach again this gospel music and music gospel message and um, we see then then in, in chapter 12 john starts he gets another vision there about the woman the pure church and the dragging attacking then in chapter 13 he gets another vision there about this religious power and how it will, how it will try to threaten and again subdue the gospel message and then chapter 14 this is where we see John prophesying or preaching very strongly with a message that he says needs to go to the world in the last days 
we would say now. And uh, Revelation 14, and this is where we kick into what we're talking about, there's three messages here that John re-prophesies, re-teaches, re-preaches. And it was God's intention that in the last days, after that time that led in close to the 1800s, that this message would go forward again. Firstly, I think it came from Luther, who was raised up by God to bring back the good news of righteousness by faith. Remember he, the, the system he was in, and he was a theologian in the church, and he went to the church and said, hey, we've got a problem here. I'm finding here in the Bible that the Bible's telling me that the just will live by faith, by faith in Jesus. Yes, yes. But that's not what we're teaching. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, in the finish, as hard as he tried to reform the church, they kicked him out. And that message then started to swell all around the world. Now, this was the re-preaching of the message that John talked about here. We're going to, just today, pick up verse 6, which is the first angel's message. I'll just read it short and sweet. Then I saw another angel flying in the midst of the air, and he had the eternal gospel to proclaim to those who live in the earth, to every nation, tribe, language, and people. And you know, John gives this message, and it's very similar to what he said back in verse 10, wasn't it? I was told you must prophesy to many people, nations, languages, and kings. It's the same kind of language here, isn't it? And so John said, in these last days, the world needs to hear the everlasting gospel, the same gospel that was in in the Garden of Eden when God offered Adam and yes, Eve yes. a way out of sin, the same gospel that Jesus preached. And uh, it's an unchanging gospel, isn't it? And just before our next song, uh, I'd like to just read or give you an illustration of how Jesus taught this gospel so simply and the gospel's message is simple. There's no need to complicate it, is it? And I, I want to just take you back to Calvary. When Jesus died on Calvary, there were two criminals, one each side of him, wasn't there? Mm-hmm. And um, this comes from Luke 23 and verse 39. Luke tells the story of what happened. And he said, One of the criminals who hung there hurled insults at Jesus. Aren't you the Christ? Save yourself and save us. But the other criminal rebuked him. Don't you fear God, he said, since you're under the same sentence? We are punished justly. For we're getting what we deserve. But this man has done nothing wrong. He recognized here is a righteous person, um, a person who had done nothing wrong, and yet he was dying on this cross. Then this thief said to Jesus, Remember me when you come into your kingdom. Jesus answered him, I tell you the truth today. You will be with me in paradise. This is fabulous news, Willie, isn't it? Yes, yes. And I'm interested here to note that 
there's no repentance here. This thief on the cross didn't say, Lord, I recognize that I've done this, I've done that. Uh, I, I recognize. And Jesus, when this thief just simply said to Jesus, I believe you are who you say you are. I believe you are the Son of God, and I believe you are the Redeemer. And Jesus didn't say, well, hang on a minute. We need to talk about all the bad stuff that's got you into this situation. We need to talk about your sin. We need to talk about all the problems you've got in your life. Jesus simply said to him, because of your faith in me, I'm telling you today, yes. you will be with me in the kingdom. He didn't say it's subject to some pre-advent judgment. He didn't say we'll have to see what happens down the track and how well you perform in, in the time before you die. And this is the good news of the gospel, isn't it? Amen. Jesus Amen. accepts us as we, we are, are if we accept him as he is. And I love Luther's thought. He said, Martin Luther said, this is this wonderful exchange that the righteousness of Jesus becomes my righteousness and my sin becomes his sin. And this is wonderful exchange that comes with the gospel. Beautiful message there, Tom. And that leads us, doesn't it, into mm. our next song. We have this hope. This is the answer to the world's problems, isn't it? Absolutely. This is what <laughs> takes away fear and trembling. And this makes us know where we're going and when. We have this hope. <laughs>
Amen. Good morning again. Um, if you didn't catch um, our names this morning, it's uh, Willie Manu here and uh, Tom Harvey. And um, we're here this morning and the program's called Call to Worship. So welcome. And this morning we're discussing um, the the first angel's message plus other topics that just um, comes up. And Yes, it's, it's a good morning to be here. It's uh, although it's a little bit wet out there, but it's great to be here sharing the word of God with you this morning. And I find that in Romans one verse sixteen, it, um, it says, "For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believeth." So that's the power of God unto salvation. And um, he de- declares them just if they believe and have faith in him. Mm-hmm. Tom? Yeah, that's good news, isn't it? Just shall live by faith. By yes, faith. yes. So, um, my friends, also um, in the Bible it says, uh, Believe in the Lord Jesus Christ and you will be saved, you and your household. It's as simple as that, you will be saved. So God bless you this morning. Um, I think we'll go into our next song now. And it's a more contemporary um, song there with Above All. And this is sung for us by Praise and Worship. Above all powers, above all kings, above all nature and all created things, above all wisdom and all the ways of man, you were here before the world began. Above all kingdoms, above all thrones, above all wonders the world has ever known, above all wealth and treasures of the earth, there's no way to measure what you're worth. we 
choice of song that was the time was what we're talking about beautiful before. song and uh, I'm mindful of there are so many names for Jesus so many names for God in the Bible and uh, do you know for me I found what I believe is the sweetest name for God in the Bible I, I just love this name for God in the Bible I'd like to read it for you from Romans 4 uh, the greatest exponent of understanding the gospel in the Bible is Paul. He writes most of the New Testament, doesn't he? Yes. And it's interesting that Jesus and the disciples, their ministry and their message was largely for the Jews because God wanted the Jews to be a nation that would lead the world to him. And so their message was for the Jews. And then remember that Jesus came to Paul on the road to Damascus, challenged him to stop fighting the church and to start leading the church with the gospel, good news of the gospel. And Jesus himself taught John, uh, Paul the message he should take to the world. And it's right for us to say Christianity is Paul. Paul was a preacher of Christianity, Jesus, and the disciples particularly was zeroed in on the Jews. But here's Mr. Christianity, and listen what he says in verse 5, the sweetest name for God in the whole Bible. However, to the man who does not work, but trusts God who justifies the wicked, there's that beautiful name. God justifies the wicked. Now this is quite a really unusual statement, isn't it? I thought when I was growing up that God was only interested in all the good people. The people had sorted their lives out and were, you know, living properly and doing all the right things. And yet here I find in the Bible, God justifies the wicked. That's me. Mm, yes, yes. You know, we are naturally ungodly in our fallen state, aren't we? But God justifies me. He doesn't say, now listen, Tom, 
until you get your act together, until you sort out the things in your life, I can't do anything with you. When you come to me in a good state, then maybe I can be your friend. So here's a sweet name. God who justifies the wicked. By faith it is credited, credited as righteousness. Simply put, this just means that if we would come to Jesus, if we would come to God and say, Lord, I just want to be with you. The struggle's over. I just want you to take over. Then immediately, this word justification here, or justifies, means just as if we never sinned, we have his righteous. We're right with God. The fight's over. This is good. We're right with God, yes. This is the gospel. Amen. And I couldn't be in Romans 5 and be so close without going to Romans 8, 1. Because here, Paul was talking about the struggle we have in life and who can free us from all this. And he says, Jesus is the answer. Mm -hmm. Jesus is the one. And... uh, he, he's, he says at the end of the chapter, thanks be to God that he's there to do this for him. Then he says this verse that just fills us with confidence. He says in verse 1 of chapter 8, Therefore there is now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. There is no judgment. There will be no condemnation. And in lots of other parts of the Bible, Jesus said, I have forgotten your sin. It's deeper. I've planted it deep down in the ocean, deeper than you could ever find it. It's gone. And in Christ there'll be no condemnation. That's the good news of the gospel. That's the good news, Tom. The devil would have you think, no, I'm not good enough. I haven't done enough to come to God yet. I need to sort out my life. I need to do this and that. But the gospel doesn't say that. Come as you are, warts and all, as the saying goes. And Paul says, not only will you immediately be right with God through Jesus, this wonderful thought, I don't need to worry about what God thinks of me, but what he thinks of Jesus. Because when God looks to me, I'm in Jesus. He sees Jesus in his perfect righteousness, and that's me. Yes, yes. in the arms of Jesus, as they say. And the devil, I love the fact that Jesus said, nobody can take you out of my hands. So people say, oh, you're telling us once saved, always saved. Yeah, I think you are once saved, always saved. If you were in Jesus, that in Jesus. That's the key. It's a key mm. all our life. Yep. We want to please him. We want to be obedient to him. Yes. We want to grow like him. These are the things about being in Jesus, aren't they? And that leads us into our next song, which sums this whole thing up. This wonderful old hymn, Amazing Grace. It sums up totally what we're talking about this morning. The goodness of Jesus wanting to save you. Amazing Grace. Amazing Grace, how sweet the sound that
Beautiful song there, Amazing Grace, and that was sung for us this morning by the Entrim Mennonite Choir. And uh, this morning you're listening to um, Tom and Willie on um, Fresh FM uh, Nelson on 104.8 Nelson, 107.2 Nelson CBD, Eastern Golden Bay on on, uh, 95, and Blenheim on 88.9. And... Oh, it's just amazing the um, the love of God there, Tom, and you know the salvation He gives us through having faith in Him, having faith in in the uh, righteousness of Jesus. Yes. So Jesus is key to our salvation. Yes, being able to trust Him and realize that God is somebody to come to, not to run from. Not to run from. Yeah, all loving God. False picture of God that He's wanting to be judging you. He's wanting to find things wrong with you. Yes, and yes. The devil wants you to run from God. But the good news, the gospel is telling, it's like the prodigal son ran back to his father. God is someone to run to, not to run from. Run from. <laughs> True. And and um, interestingly enough, here um, we have in Jeremiah twenty nine eleven, uh, friends, this morning. God says to you that he has a plan for you. I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord. Plans to prosper you and not to harm you. Plans to give you hope and a future. So there you go, my friends. Um, Jesus loves you. And as Storm said before, wherever you are in life, um, wherever you've been, your situation now and in the future, you come to God and God accepts you and you believe in his, uh, what he's done for you this morning. Um, if I can go just to this verse on Matthew uh, 1.21. And um, it's a, a verse about salvation. And it says, And she shall bring forth a son, and thou shalt call his name Jesus, for he shall save his people from their sins. So now we can see that the gospel is the power of God unto salvation from our sins. Amen. Amen. Blessings to you this morning, my friends. And here's another beautiful song, Have You Been to Jesus? Have you been to Jesus for the cleansing power? Are you washed in the blood of the Lamb? Are you fully trusting in this hour. Are you washed in the blood of the Lamb? Are you washed in the blood? In the blood, in the soul, cleansing blood of the Lamb. Are your garments spotless? Are they white as snow? Are you washed in the blood of the Lamb? Are you walking dead? By the Savior's side, are you washed in the blood of the Lamb? Do you rest each moment in the crucified? Are you washed in the blood of the 
message again there Willie there it is. we're being encouraged here this morning in, in a big way aren't we that we are not Tom I, I want to share a, a, a thought I'm staying here in the book of Romans and uh, a thought from Romans Paul again talks in, eight, in verse 30 and he used this word predestined predestination being predestined it just means that God chose all of us everyone in the world has been chosen to be his children if they would respond. Yes. But I'd like to read this verse in, in verse 30. Uh, from, from I'm in, in John 8 and verse 30. And sorry, I'm in Romans, aren't I? This is Paul. And those he predestined, those he chose, he also called. Those he called, he also justified, made them just as if they never sinned because like the thief on the cross, accepting him. Those he justified, he also glorified. What is so important about this, this verse here is that Paul is teaching us those, there are three steps to heaven as the old song used to sing when I was a teenager, that pop song, Three Steps to Heaven. Um, three steps to heaven if you like justification, sanctification and glorification and so big words justification the moment I come to Christ like the thief on the cross I'm immediately 100% righteous on the outside when God looks at me I'm 100% righteous on the outside not because of my goodness but because of the goodness of Jesus because Calvary Jesus has dealt with my sin. I'm 100% saved as well at that point. There is nothing I can add to the righteousness of Jesus. I may think that I can live somehow without making mistakes and without doing things wrong and that will impress God. But uh, Paul tells us very clearly that our very best works are like filthy rags. That's why we need a Savior, don't we? 
So 100% saved in, in, in justification. Then this word sanctification just means our lifetime as a Christian. Our lifetime as a Christian. And during that time, the Holy Spirit will grow us and teach us. We will be obedient because it's a sign that we have come to Jesus. We want to please him. It's just like our mum and dad. While we make mistakes, we do want to please them. And so this, this progress through this of our Christian life is called the sanctification. <clears throat> and during that time, we will. Uh, the Bible uses this old word of holiness. We're sort of scary now to talk about being holy, but it just means that we will grow. We will overcome some of the things that have been a problem in our lives. And we'll become, if you like, a little bit righteous on the inside because of this process God is doing in our lives. However, that will never be 100%. We will never be perfect as we live the, our life as a Christian. But then the last step is glorification. Paul explains that we can't go to heaven in this sinful body and taking our sinful nature with us. So Jesus said, in the twinkling of an eye, he will change, change. our bodies mm -hmm. to be like his glorious body. And at that point, we'll be 100% righteous on the inside and 100% righteous on the outside. Amen. Now we're ready to go to heaven. Mm -hmm. And um, the, good, the good news of this, of course, is that uh, the, the work of Jesus is what gets us there if you like and uh, I want to read just before our next song I want to read a verse from Philippians it's Philippians 4 uh, sorry it's Philippians uh, 1 and verse 6 Philippians 1 and verse 6 listen to this being confident of this that he who began a good work in you will carry it out to completion on the day of Christ Jesus. Here's Paul again, and he said, hey, not only will he make you right once for all time, but he'll be with you all the way through your life, and he will carry out this work right to completion. Amen. And I Amen. love this because it takes away this false teaching that we had that came sadly out of the dark ages that we somehow could live this meritous life that we could somehow get to the point where we would be acceptable to God by the way we live, by keeping laws, by doing the right thing, that somehow, you know, and this, this idea that we would knock on the door and St. Peter would walk out this myth and say, well, what have you done? And well, yes, you've been a good person. Good people go to heaven. No, God saves us who are in our sin. And these are the people who go to heaven. Amen. So this is the great news. We're going to have a wonderful song. This is one of my favorites. <clears throat> I was at a men's retreat in Christchurch years ago. There were 800 men at this retreat. And they had two uh, bands there. Mm -hmm. Drum kits, trumpets, the whole thing. It was it. Uh, I think it's called... I'm not sure, it's in Manchester Street, big uh, theatre there, two-storey theatre. And these trumpets and the band played, and as the song goes, Ancients of Days, it builds and builds. 
and I can remember the hair in the back of my head was standing up. I was so excited as I sung with 800 men singing this song. Oh, Wonderful wow. song. Eight, ancient Days. that was Ancient of Days I just wanted to finish Willie if I can on one of my favourite verses it's Paul again in First Thessalonians yes no worries verse 23 we can't preach the gospel without we get deep into Paul's writings can we but I just love that everything we've shared this morning has been uplifting None yes yes your faults and your failings let me finish on this one this is First Thessalonians 
and it's chapter 5 and verse 23 and 4. May God himself, the God of peace, sanctify you. That means live with you through your Christian life, improving, growing you more like him. May he do that, sanctify you through and through. May your whole spirit, soul and body be kept blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. The one who calls you is faithful and he will do it. This is the good news, isn't it? It is so. He is not asking us to get up in the morning and shake our fist in the mirror and say, I'm going to love people if it kills me. He's saying he will do it in us if we will just rest in him. If we will just let go and let him, he will grow us to be like him. Amen. Wonderful news. Wonderful news, Tom. Thank you, Tom. And um, we come to the close of our program, but um, I want to encourage you, Lord, um, friends, to believe in the Lord Jesus, and you and your household will be saved. And I just want to close with the um, with that famous, um, most well-known verse in the Bible, John three sixteen, for God so loved the world that He gave His only Son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. Isn't that good news? Oh, amen. We have everlasting life, my friends. We've been promised that. Uh, Believe in the Lord Jesus and we shall be saved. We'll see you next week. um, This program repeats um, every Sunday at 9 o'clock to 10 o'clock in the morning. God bless you in your walk and uh, we'll see you next time. Turn your eyes upon Jesus Look full in His wonderful face And the things of earth will grow podcast you just listened to was a live recording of a radio show first broadcast on fresh fm the top of the south's community access media station with support from new zealand on air the funding of access media makes these podcasts possible to find similar programs by other community access media stations go online to accessmedia.nz